Welcome. Welcome. <laughs> oh, nice. Welcome to the Beyond Jiu-Jitsu podcast. My name's Adam Child with my co-host Kieran Lefebvre. It is episode 83 and we are talking about, bam, are seminars worth it? Are seminars worth it? Are they oh. worth your time and money? Energy, effort, yeah. mental capacity. Can take a lot. Uh, yeah, so we're going to chat about seminars Obviously, I've done a whole bunch of seminars. How many? Seven. No, I don't know. <laughs> I've never actually counted. Uh, probably about seven. Yeah, right. Uh, yeah, so I between five and ten. Yes. Cool. Less than ten, I would say. But more than five. There's a good chance it's more <laughs> than five. Look, in between five and ten. <laughs> Sounds uh, good. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you know, I've also taught seminars. And yeah. How many? Less than 10. <laughs> I don't know. I'm not famous, bro. Jeez, but, uh, but more than one. Uh, yeah, so we're going to talk a bit about seminars. Kieran just recently did his first seminar, which was an impromptu seminar. I wasn't yeah, yeah. So we're, we're going to chat a little bit about those. Mm. However, I know we try to get a bit more into the the, the topic of the episode I do want to clarify something from episode 81. We have a correction. I mean, not a correction, just something we kind of left out. So if you haven't listened to episode 81, that was the episode that we were talking about, the IBJJF rule change against closeouts. Mm -hmm. And then we spoke a bit about prize money for ADCC and IBJJF, et cetera. One of my very, very good friends, uh, let me actually pick up, uh, pull up what his specific Instagram handle is uh, for anyone who wants to check him out. Ooh. Yeah. Uh, so out. his Instagram is Ali Monferradi. He's uh, a friend of mine from Brazil, but he's from Bahrain. He has his own gym in Bahrain, which is called Elements Jiu-Jitsu. Nice. He, you know, we live together not sorry, not live together. We both lived and trained together in Brazil pretty much the exact same time. We were both pretty much there for, for 2011 to 2016, more or less. And he won worlds at Blue Belt. And yeah, now he's back in Bahrain where he's from with his gym and, and doing really well. He's a beast. Ali and I used to, he was my main drilling partner. We rocked up to training early every day and drilled Got amongst like it. hours of drilling hours of drilling. Yeah. So anyway, Ali listens to the podcast when he's clearly got nothing better to do. (laughs) And so he was listening to episode 81 about IBJJF and more specifically kind of about prize money. And I was talking to him only this morning, coincidentally, uh, on my way here to record, he had just contacted me saying, yeah, man, listen to the latest episode. It's cool. Blah, blah, blah. I just want to point a few things out. So He's, he mentioned that AJP, the organization, right? He's like, what? He's like, firstly, they've been anti closeouts and fake fights like since the beginning and have severely punished it, right? For, for years before this recent change in AJP is in the Abu Dhabi. Yeah. 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 Uh, he said that also the world pro alone pays way more than ADCC and IBJJF does. Uh, he said they also pay the color belts as well as the master one divisions for black belts. Okay. Uh, he 
said, duh, duh, duh. yeah, Grand Slams pay the biggest prize money, which there's about seven a year. And even then, as, as he mentioned, they pay the, the lower belts and colored belts. Right. Uh, he also clarified, yes, IBJJF does indeed pay all the medalists. Mm. But he gave a, a, a tangible example. He said, for example, he, he fought the world pro and got silver, which was 5,000 US. Then after that, he won the Asian ranking, which paid $5,000 as well. And then later on in that year, he won the Asian trophy, which was another $5,000. So he was like, he was like, man, I, you know, he's like, I won 15K in one year just from, and that wasn't even doing any of the grand slams. Wow. Right. Uh, you know, so you can make a lot of, money through AJP. The last one he mentioned was, he said, yeah, people can get real rich off the AJP. Aside from the medals, their season cups are crazy. The number one ranked competitor gets $25,000 as well as another 5K for being number one in their continent, which they would be if they're also the number one. So he's like, just like if you compete a lot and you're just the number one ranked, He's like, you're going to get 30K. So you can make a lot of money through AJP. There you go. Yeah. So he just, he, he was listening to the episode and he, and he just wanted to point that out. He was like, man, you missed the fact that AJP pays way more than ADCC. Mm. And, you know, obviously this is different as well, right? Because mm. I don't know a lot about the logistics of AJP, but there's much more money behind it from what, like the people who bankroll that sort of thing are very wealthy people. It is a more expensive comp to enter. It is, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. So I think but I don't AJP know, is, is $100 US to enter. So it's about- oh, But that's pretty on par with IBJJF stuff. They're like about 100 US to enter. Oh, okay. I, I it's definitely more expensive. In Australia, than, that, yeah, that is. Yeah, no, but yeah. like that's the thing. If you do local if you do the pan packs or something, mm. right, that'll come up later in this year, that's an IBJJF comp and you'll, you'll already instantly see how much more expensive it is to right. register to compete than one of our local competitions. Never mind. Yeah. Never mind. And I did. I I have competed in AJP, and I did notice that the rules were like were very slightly different. Yeah, and they were very strictly enforced. Like they have like obviously their, you know, their rule set, their the procedures or whatever. And I mean, in a local comp, when it, there's no no real stakes on the line, it's just like a local one off sort of thing. You know, the refs are like, yeah, okay, yeah, they enforce the rules, but it's kind of like, eh, don't worry about it. But with AJP, it was like, nah, like that was like the first time my gi was actually inspected, for example. Yeah. You know what I mean? Um, whereas local comps, they, I've never had my gi inspected. Yeah. So, so yeah, you can, by the sounds of it, make a lot of money. Yeah. I mean, it's for us, that money would quite quickly be negated by <laughs> the cost of your flights and accommodation. But mm. if you live in that part of the world where they have their seasonal cups and where all the comps are held. Yeah, it could be worth going know, into for sure. A lot of money can be made. Mm. A lot of money can also be made doing seminars. You can make a buttload of money doing seminars, especially if you've done as many as me, which is more than one. But less than 10. Less than 10. <laughs> Excellent. <laughs> yes. What are your thoughts on, well, actually, let's talk a little bit about who we had for a seminar. We yeah, had a, sure. a last minute seminar. Well, I'm, I'm going to let you do the introduction, but it was essentially a very last moment seminar because this athlete had a fight that was canceled last minute. So he was in the area and all of a sudden available. Yeah. So it was scheduled, I think 
like five days or less before the seminar. So yeah. very last minute. And it was awesome. And for your first experience of a seminar, it's quite funny that it was so last minute, but also <laughs> turned out so well. So yeah. Kieran, who did we have so, at Alliance Sydney? Yeah. Apologies if I butcher his name, but it's Kevin Josette. He is a French, French uh, heritage person who trains <laughs> French heritage. French heritage. I'm also French heritage, funnily <laughs> enough, but I don't have a accent. He had a, he had a really cool accent. I do not clearly. It's a very French. It was, a, yeah, that, it, let's clarify people like Americans, like you, you guys are fucking thick accents. Anyway, I'm butchering this. So Kevin, uh, he's a judo black belt, a BJJ purple belt, and he predominantly competes in MMA. So he's an MMA welterweight. Uh, out of city kickboxing. For those that are in the MMA world, your ears would have perked up when you heard city kickboxing. It's a pretty famous gym out of Auckland, New Zealand. And it is where the, the home gym of um, Israel Adesanya for, for context. So they have, they have plenty of other fighters in uh, many different MMA organizations from, you know, I think they have some 1FC competitors and they also have but plenty Israel in is, UFC. Israel is the current Champ, middleweight, he's middleweight, a middleweight champion. champion. Yeah, yeah, absolute legend. So yeah, Kevin is a MMO welterweight and uh, working his way toward that uh, that contract. And yeah, so he, basically the seminar was around no-gi takedowns. So leveraging wrestling and judo in a no-gi environment. Yeah, so it was, uh, it was really cool actually. I hadn't met Kevin prior to this. And like I said, it was – it was all put together last minute through a, a mutual friend that kind of hooked it up and made it all happen. And yeah, it was really cool. It was kind of like no gi judo, I guess. Yeah. Yep. Uh, Kevin also worth mentioning. He also used to teach um, at absolute MMA in, in Melbourne, you know, home of Lachlan Giles and, you know, Craig Jones. So he used to teach down there as well. And yeah, it was really cool no gi judo sort of stuff. Mm. But I mean, we're not here to necessarily talk about that seminar and what we learned, but that was your first experience of a seminar. What were your initial impressions of, do you think it was worth your, your time and money and effort that went into it? How did you enjoy how a seminar is typically run? And you know, what, oh, what I thought you it was, I thought it was excellent. Like, yeah, in terms of the investment in your time and money, man, I was going to be training there anyway that night. Yeah, so did really like I was going to be there, you know, for the, for the double class for about, I think it ran for about two hours, two and a half hours maybe. Uh, so I was going to be there regardless. And it's just the difference is it was drilling instead of rolling, which was great. Like I didn't mind that at all. Uh, so in terms of like did this particular seminar, did I think it was worth it? <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Uh, I think that it particularly because it was in a, an area where I'm less confident in. And funnily enough, Kevin mentioned this. Which is your own gym. Your <laughs> oh, no, like, no, I meant like the, yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 <laughs> uh, and Kevin Kevin mentioned this specifically and he said, uh, again, we're not going to detail, like break down the seminar itself, but uh, this sort of amplifies what I'm trying to say. He, he mentioned a lot of jujitsu guys either like av avoid going for the takedown because they're worried about uh, the consequences or they don't know what they're doing. And that is like epitomizes how I approach takedowns a lot of the time. Like sometimes I just go for it, but a lot of the time it's it's like that tense, you know, you don't really commit to it because you're, you're not super confident on the feet and you're worried about the consequences rather than focusing on the, the, the goal. So yeah, all that said, it was, I was out of my comfort zone in what was actually being taught, which was fantastic. So yeah, it was really good. 
Yeah. Well, did it did it make you kind of think seminars as a whole? I mean, that one was obviously if if I asked the question, was it worth your time and money? For that seminar, it's probably the worst example because since it was so last minute and, you know, not taking anything away from Kevin, but obviously there's going to be a cost difference between a seminar with him and a seminar with Gordon Ryan, right? Like, oh, got you. Yeah, so, absolutely. So in, if we're looking at it like that, it wasn't a huge financial commitment. And yeah. as you said, it was at your gym where you were, you were going to be there was, either yeah, way. No, no so it wasn't. Oh, that's a good point. An because extra, like, you know, so typically yeah. a seminar. If You've got you to think travel it, to it. Yeah. yeah. you Let's think a usual seminar, mm. at least in, in Australia, right? It's going to be typically not at your gym. So it's somewhere else that you have to travel to. And then it's maybe anywhere from, depending on who it's with, 80 to $150 or something like that. Mm-hmm. Right? So it's more, and, you know, it's sometimes not, at a usual time you'd train, maybe it's like the Saturday afternoon or a Sunday afternoon or some random time. Mm. If you look about it like that, do you, you know, yeah, was this question. seminar enjoyable enough for you that you think as a whole seminars are worth your time and money? That's a, yeah, that putting it in perspective like that. I'm trying to imagine because sometimes there's seminars held like where you need to travel. Like for example, there was one recently, like a two day event and it was up in Byron Bay and a bunch of people from our gym went to it. Oh yeah. That was, yeah. Like last year, right? Yeah. I think it was, it was in, be- in between the, the our lockdowns. two lockdowns that yeah. we had in Australia. Exactly. I'm not sure of the price of it, but it definitely was more than, you know, yeah, it was $100. like a camp. Yeah. Yeah. And, and as. the people that went were raving about it. You know, they got a lot, lot out of it. So, I mean, if you're someone that, really enjoys jujitsu and you don't mind dedicating an entire you know weekend for it, which I do anyway for com- competition. Like, so absolutely. I think it's worth it. Um, obviously that would then come down to the individual seminars, how well they're conducted and what you're actually learning, but seminars as a concept, which I think is what we're sort of gravitating toward here is definitely, I think it, if you're interested enough in jujitsu to dedicate a weekend, then it's a hundred percent worth it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I'm going to just sort of not play the devil's advocate, but I'm going to try to think about it or explain it in a different way. Yeah. A a lot of it can be put down to who the seminars with. Yeah. So (laughs) I'll give you, I'll give you a couple of examples because I've been to good seminars and bad seminars. Right. So I've been to a seminar like the one with Kevin that was at my gym in Brazil. So I was going to be there training anyway. Uh, this one was actually free for Fabio actually. Well, now the gym's owned by Fabio and Michael Lange. They actually do usually try to do one seminar a year and it's, and it's free for all the members, right? Um, for example, they just recently – one week ago, two weeks ago, had Andre Galval oh, in there really doing cool. a seminar. Uh, you know, so it's not even just a thing where it's only Alliance athletes that that they have in. I mean, he had while I was in Brazil, did one with Braulio Estima. Oh, cool! I unfortunately was out injured at that time, or I was maybe I was even overseas. I can't remember, but I wasn't there. But you know, he's had Marcelo Garcia and Cobrinha, and these were all free seminars for for members of the gym. So I've had seminars like that. Uh, but I've also been to seminars that were terrible that I had to travel to and I had to pay money to. So I'll give you an example. The very first seminar I went to was with Hicks and Gracie. And it was probably one of the shittest seminars I've been to. Ooh. It was 
first of all, it was, you know, I don't know, two and a half, three hours drive away. Had to drive there. Can't remember how much it was, but was it was in Brazil. Yeah. I can't remember how much it was, but it was expensive. And, you know, actually, no, I don't want to say one of the shitter seminars. Like the, the seminar was fine, but it was funny because my first ever jujitsu coach was a guy named Shane Rice, who's uh, a black belt from Hickson. And man, it was funny. It was, it was, even though I was only a blue belt at the time, everything that Hickson taught was, you know, I don't want to say basic, but it was like basic stuff as in it was like cross collar chokes and scissor sweeps and arm bars and very simple techniques, but with like really cool, crucial details. But as someone who would, you know, spent his first year with a Hickson black belt, it was literally, I was just watching it and I was like, this is the exact same stuff that Shane has taught. Mm. obviously, right? Because Shane got his black belt from Hickson. So it was kind of a little, like it was good, but I honestly actually didn't see one single thing new. There wasn't like he had, Shane left out details or Hickson provided some details that he never shared with Shane or anything. It was literally just the exact same, like almost word for word, the same thing, the same details. And yeah, so, I mean, in terms of if that was a regular class, whatever, you can always do revision. There's no harm ever drilling, you know, a a technique you've done a million times, do it a million and one times, that's fine. But when I was like, oh, you know, three hours here, X amount of money, three hours drive back just to essentially do the same class that I've already done, you know. So, but that's not to blame the seminar. That's just more, I guess, on my circumstances. I think that talks a lot about, you know, the effective teaching of Shane, to be honest. Well, yeah, no, I said that to Hickson. Like, I was like, man, like, you know, I told him, oh, yeah, I was training with Shane, blah, blah, blah. And I said, well, like, you know, massive credit to you and to Shane because, you know, a lot of the details you shared today, like, they're the same details that Shane, you know, passed on because obviously he learned them from you and – Blah, blah, blah. Yeah, but it's also, I don't know if he still does this, but he, apparently it's quite normal and he, the way Hickson teaches seminars, because he did this in the seminar that I went to, the way he teaches it, let's say he's teaching an armbar, he'll like call someone out, a black belt out from the seminar and be like, come, come, do an armbar. And they'll do an armbar and he goes, wrong, go away. And then, and then shows like his way of doing it. <laughs> and he, for every technique, yeah, you can't, show me a scissor sweep wrong and then like send them away. And then <laughs> it's quite sort of right, a bit of a dick. Yeah, it's know? a bit degrading. Especially because there's a million ways to do yeah. the same technique. Yeah. That's uh, not very effective. To, I get what he's doing, yeah. but like, <laughs> so <laughs> it's a big dick move. Yeah. So for example, that's, that's, that's a, a seminar that wasn't worth it due to my yes. uh, circumstances. Mm. I'll give you another story. When I was in Vegas in, in 2019 for the, the Masters Worlds, at the expo, they had multiple seminars on, right, throughout the, the expo. So one of the seminars was um, like, it was like a conjoint alliance one. So it was like Jacare showed a technique, Fabio did, Gigi did, Cobrinha did, Bernardo did, you know, so there was like the I five. I have no idea who any of those people are. <laughs> so the five of them all showed a technique and whatever. Joking about and, that. Yeah. <laughs> I, know, I just, just kept moving. I'm gone. And so that was cool. And then there was another one that was 
you know, I think Bushesha and Leandro Lowe did a joint one. I'd spoken before, even though they're different teams, they're good friends. Uh, yeah, but the the Hibero brothers did one, Shanji and Salo. And, man, I didn't participate in this one because you had to register. They only had limited spots. They were free for anyone in the expo, but you had to, you know, kind of, kind of like – when a new iPhone comes out and you see people queuing up out the front of the Apple store, you have to be like, oh, the seminar's on at three o'clock and at one o'clock you're there standing in the line, you know, sort of thing. So I didn't do that seminar because I was also at the event working. So, you know, I had other shit to do. But (laughs) I remember watching it and I remember actually looking over and I like kind of looked at Fabio with this like shocked look on my face and Fabio was like, Oh yeah, they, they that's how they do their seminars for like the first like 30 minutes. They were just doing a warm-up, bro. They're doing a seminar and having people jog in the circle and doing push-ups. And I was like, and Fabio was like, yeah, that's it. No, no, he didn't say that's what they do. He said they did the same last year. Yeah, wait. And I was like, man, I'm not doing a fucking warm-up in, in a seminar. Like, I mean, bruh. that's not what I'm paying you for. Well, in this case, it was a free seminar, but that's besides the point. You know, you go to a seminar, what for? To learn, uh, you know, hopefully particular techniques that that individual is a specialist at, you know? Correct. Yeah, Yeah, 100%. Okay, like if you do a Gordon Ryan seminar and he doesn't teach leg locks, I mean, he's very good at a lot of stuff. But, you know, if you went to – I don't know, a Musameshi seminar, you'd be expecting to learn some sick details on bolos and a straight footlock or yeah. something. Man, I don't come here for you to make me do a warm-up. That and it bizarre. wasn't and it wasn't like, oh, a, a two-minute warm-up. Okay, guys, I just it wasn't something like, all right, guys, I just want you to do, you know, 10 hip escapes, 10 technical stand-ups, and 10 sprawls just to get the blood going and then we'll jump in. Yeah. No, man, they were doing like it was a class, like your full typical 15 minute fucking jujitsu warm up. Hundreds of people just running in a circle That's on so this weird. mat. And I was like, what is happening? <laughs> I remember <laughs> just being like, yeah, they did the same last wow. year. Wow. That's a good way to burn 15 minutes. Well, I mean, that, I mean, I would be furious if I was, if I had you to paid do that, for that in, yeah. a, in a seminar. Mm. So would that be worth it? No, it'd be fucking terrible. <laughs> yeah. But, you know, talking about seminars as a whole, I think they're worth it. Kind of like your point, if you have the time and if you have the money, the overall investment is worth it, but will there always be a return on that investment? No, mm. right? You know, you could think about it literally like investing money. You yeah. know, oh, it was, it was worth it because it was a calculated, you know, risk or, you know, mm. investing any money in the stock market or whatever. It's mm. always a risk, it's gambling. Mm. And if you lose it, yeah, it's not worth it because there wasn't a return, but you might have gone like, oh, it was worth the risk. It was a calculation. With all the information that we yeah, had, exactly. it was worth the investment, yeah. even though it didn't pan out. Exactly, like, right? Yeah, so you, I think seminars like that, mm. if you think about it like that, if you've got the time and money, the, the investment is always worth it, but there might not be a return on it. And I'll tell you what I mean, why there might not be a return. More, more specifically. So, yeah, you could just go to a shit seminar like the Hickson one I did that was bad because of my individual mm. like history and what led me to that point or it could be shit because they make you do a warm-up. But I think there's a better way to think about it, right? And I think this is maybe, maybe one of my best analogies yet. An analogy? <laughs> yes, bro. <laughs> a fucking cracking one. All right. So 
Think about it like this. It's kind of like going to a concert to see whatever band, I don't know, let's say you, you like, I don't know, who's someone that everyone would know? Nickelback. <laughs> yes, Nickelback. <laughs> I know, it's like, let's say you go to see the Red Hot Chili Peppers or someone and yeah, it was good, but you leave and someone goes, man, how was, how was the concert? You go, yeah, it was good. How's the Chili Peppers? Oh, it was good, but fuck, they didn't play my favorite song. Uh. You know, like you're, you know, you're going to a seminar to learn certain things you hope to get from this person, you know, but they might not always give you what you want. So the seminar could, so like I said, you might be going to a Gordon Ryan seminar, hoping to learn super sick leg lock entries and entanglements or escapes from heel hooks and whatever. But maybe the whole seminar he decides to teach body lock passing and you're not going to say, oh, it was shit, mm. you know, but maybe it was like, oh, they, yeah, it was good, but man, they didn't play many songs from my favorite album or something like that. That's a good analogy. It's a fucking perfect analogy, bro. It's a very good analogy. Funnily enough, I, when I saw Metallica, I had the same experience. They they left out right. a whole bunch of songs and they played like shit from Ride the Lightning and any any Metallica fan would probably cringe at that because it's like everyone's least favorite album. Um, <laughs> and, you know, so I was like, yeah, it was really cool to see Metallica. It was sick, but they a lot of their set was, you know, some of their shitter songs. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And, I, you know, for a lot of people, they're going to have that one particular song or thing that, you know, yeah. and okay, it, an, an analogy is analogy. It's never perfect. Exactly, Obviously yeah, at yeah. seminars, you might get the chance to be like, oh, Gordon, I know we're doing body lock stuff, but oh man, can I ask this? And okay, mm. you can often get that opportunity. But, you know, I okay, nowadays a lot of seminars, they'll tell you, you know, Gordon Ryan seminar, body lock passing. Particularly someone like him, you, you know, know when, but, he, when he has such a wide skill set. Yeah, but you know what I mean? So, yeah, definitely. You know, it could be worth it, but still not be mm. like as not be that perfect frothing at the mouth sort of seminar that you were hoping it could be. Mm. But, you know, so it can go either way. So that's, I think, the – Concert analogy and the stock market analogy together. Together, <laughs> you know, if buy you, shares <laughs> in a concert. <laughs> yeah. So as a whole, if you've got the time and money, it's always worth the investment. With but the investment might not have a return. What do you, you think know? about if you had the opportunity? Say you go for a seminar. Maybe not necessarily a boot camp, but you have a seminar with. It's on a Saturday lunchtime. It starts or something like that. It's two hours with Gordon Ryan, and then you had the opportunity to book in a private lesson with him afterwards. Do you think that combination, if like maybe not Gordon Ryan, because that would be very difficult, but whoever it is, maybe that combination, you could approach the seminar with an open mind because all these burning questions that you have, you have an opportunity in the in the private. Yeah, I get. Yeah, I mean, I get what you're saying. I'm just making shit up at this point. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know if that's a thing that happens. I mean, I guess I could could see it happen but I don't know how many people approach a, a seminar knowing that they're having a private with the person afterwards. Yeah. Uh, the only, only reason- And if I were to have a private with the person afterwards, I would kind of think, what's the point of the seminar? Because I'm about to have them to myself for an hour. Right, good, good point. The only, the, the reason that I'm bringing up that very niche example is because Anthony, who went to the Byron Bay seminar with all those people um, oh, last that, year, that camp the, thing, the camp, yeah. there was a whole bunch of like, 
you know, the seminar sessions throughout. So it was a little bit different. There it was, it's kind of like multiple seminars in one, um, but he had privates with specific people he wanted to, to learn from in between the, the sessions. So, I mean, yeah, that, that, that's a very niche example. Yeah. But that camp was also a bit different because they had outside of the seminars teaching portions, they then had, you know, open mat slash competition class. So they were also just with this, yeah, I don't think seminar was the best way to describe it. It was all camp. Yeah, it was, you know, so you would still have the seminar portion with whoever, but then later on that day, you were just in a regular class with them anyway. So you probably got to roll with them, talk to them and ask them questions. And I would love to do something like that. I think that format really, really interests me. Like, you know, if I know that they used to do this, I don't know what the go is now because of the whole DDS split, but I know that the, the Danaher team used to do camps like that in, and they would hold it like in, I don't know, fucking Thailand or somewhere, somewhere and people would fly in for this, this camp. And it was like a two, three day event where you're with, you know, the, the likes of Danaher and Gordon Ryan and Craig Jones and, and Gary Turner, whoever else was there at the time. And then you'd have that opportunity to roll with them, to talk to them. I know Andreas, a, um, a brown belt that isn't currently in, in the country, but you know, trains at, trains at Alliance when he's here, he did something like that. And he raves about it still to this day. He did it as a purple belt, I believe a long time ago. And he still raves about it. Like one of the best jujitsu experiences he's ever had. So doing something like that really interests me. Like going, you know, there's yeah, something funny, romantic about it, going overseas for a camp. You know what I mean? Like <laughs> romantic, romantic well, in a sense, pri- like, like fucking exciting, you know, it's prior, cool. prior to COVID there was a bunch of, there would be a bunch of camps that took place on, on cruise liners. So you get would, fucked. Yeah, no joke. You would do like a five day cruise p- as part of a jujitsu camp, you know, but obviously COVID decimated right. the, the cruise line <laughs> industry. Yeah. You know, Fuck. That would just be a piss up. That would be a piss up. Man. Anytime I think you're, cruise, you're I think like, I was in the Navy. I know what happened on boats. <laughs> Honestly, like, I don't know. A, a cruise to me now is I could not think of anything worse. Like going, like people like going to sea and, you know, rah, 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 cause it's, it's, it's new for them, but going to sea on a big fuck off ship for a holiday uh, makes me feel sick. Yeah. <laughs> not, not seasick, but just like, fuck yeah, that. why would I do that? Yeah. Why would I volunteer for that shit? <laughs> <laughs> but no, that, that's, that's really cool. That's like the concept is, is really cool. But yeah, like those camps, like I'm really interested. The next time there's one in Thailand that, you know, is run by someone, you know, that piques my interest. I'm fucking probably going to go, to be honest. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's a, I mean, that's a next level mm. seminar in terms of, you know, it's like if, if, if I've got the time and the money, Yeah. because for the average person, it's a huge chunk of money. And yeah. not only is it time, but like, you know, it's not just a matter of, oh, it's five days. It's like, yeah, but it's like five days you got to get off work or it's five days you got to, you know, convince your partner to stay with the kids while yeah. you fly overseas to do jujitsu. <laughs> you know, <laughs> like, I mean, it's, so yeah, if, I mean, is that worth it for sure? If, if you've got the time and the money, yeah. again, the, the same sort of stock market analogy, it's all, I think it's always going to be worth it if you've got the time and the money. Yeah. Uh, yeah. If you've got the time, the money and you're willing then fuck, I don't see why it's not worth it. That, that, that's like the, the recipe, right? Yeah. Because, uh, you know, I think something that, you know, you've made me think of it, speaking about Andres's, uh like, like camp thing he did, mm. is sometimes it's not even about 
the technique or the money or all the other stuff. It's just about the experience. You know, for some people, it's just, you know, it could be like going to a concert and they played none of your favourite songs, but it was just the experience of – yeah, well, you got to meet the band. <laughs> well, you know, just the experience of being in the crowd and yeah. people dancing and, yeah. you know, how loud it was and the light show and it's just the experience as a whole, you know. So sometimes seminars, you don't learn anything new, but it's just the experience or, you know, getting to see their take on the way they teach a technique you already know or whatever, mm. you know. It's for a lot of people, I would say the majority of people, in jiu-jitsu, that's, they don't interact with a lot of these big names on a, on a regular basis. You know, I remember for me, I never – actually, I've, we spoke ages ago. What episode was it? Uh, like never meet your heroes or should you meet yeah, your yeah, heroes that was, or something that was like that. Yeah, that was a little that. while ago. And I was essentially saying for me, A, I've never been one of those, oh, that person's famous, starstruck people, and B, especially in the jiu-jitsu community when at my time in Brazil, I was at the gym that would be the equivalent of what the Danaher death squad was, you know, 18 months ago. It's like I was on the mats rolling every day with all these big famous people. So I was like, what do you mean? I don't understand how people are like, oh, this guy, you know, or that guy. I'm like, yeah, I mean – He's my friend. Yeah. He's just there. Here's his phone number yeah. in my phone. <laughs> it's a picture of his willy, you know. <laughs> <laughs> Hang on a minute. He sends me nudes all the time, <laughs> you know. But uh, but even in saying that, it's, it's you know, just the the experience can be really cool. Yeah. Just to, 100%. I don't know, just to say you've done it. Just to say. Yeah. yeah. If, if I had the means, I would, and it was like on, uh, say for example, if Gordon Ryan was putting on a, another intensive, I'd fucking do it. Like if I could, I would 100% jump at that. Not only yeah, to depends learn. Depends if it's sponsored by Joe Rogan or not, <laughs> mate. If Joe Rogan's out fucking. <laughs> yeah, I'm you're, selling the house. Yeah. <laughs> Sell my car. Let's go. Yeah. <laughs> I'd 100% go to a Joe Rogan seminar. Yeah. <laughs> serious? Don't even joke about that. Joe, what are you going to teach us today? how to be opinionated and uneducated at the same time. Uh, nah, he's, he's all right. He's, he keeps he's coming up on my YouTube. Good. I'm so glad. All the time. I'm so glad. Every time. Get he, around it. Like what was. Probably because you subscribe to me. I always, uh, I, I use Joe Rogan tags. Oh, that's why. Unsubscribe. <laughs> you bastard. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Yeah. No, but, well, uh, yeah, that's funny. It was, and I keep getting these, it's probably, if I open YouTube, it's probably going to be there right now. I keep getting these, I oh know it's not because I was looking at primitive technology, but um, oh, here we go. Yeah, it is. It's like the third one down. So, you know, like he does on his, I think the YouTube channel's powerful JRE, yep. right? And it's- It's clips. It's yeah, it's clips. like little yeah, clips. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, it's yeah. like a seven minute video, like, yep. um, you know, any Joe Rogan's opinion on, Elon Musk buying Twitter or something. Yeah, yeah. And, the little little yeah. sound bites from his latest episodes. I've already heard all the episodes, so I don't really watch them. I'm sure you have. I have, mate. I have. But, you, uh, <laughs> but speaking of like online stuff, you know what's hilarious to follow at the moment is the Amber Heard Johnny Depp trial. Oh, I know yeah. that is completely off topic. Yeah, it is pretty it is, funny. But it is so funny. Yeah. Like, I, sorry to get off topic, but I got to mention one of the recent ones that came that was so funny. So there's been heaps of clips going on about uh, – Amber Heard's lawyer 
um, objecting to yep. hearsay. Yep. <laughs> and did you see the yes, one? I did, yes. He objected to his own question. Yep. <laughs> like he's uh, he's got Johnny Depp on the stand, asks him a question. Johnny Depp like gets two words into answering it and goes, hearsay. And then Johnny Depp's like, what? Yeah. Like, <laughs> objected to your own question, you brute. Oh, it's so uh, funny, man. It's it, so, it, I mean, it is funny. I'm, I hate to be laughing at what is obviously a very stressful and you know, oh man, but it's you it's know traumatic it's, experience for the parties involved. But these little clips are hilarious. They're funny. They're, they can be funny in their own right. You know what I mean? The, the overall like theme of it's not funny, but like the the clips are hilarious. Yeah. Man, I've been watching a bunch of them. Like they're yeah, just so troll. And then there's even one that on, along the lines of that hearsay where uh, Johnny goes to answer the question. He starts and then he goes, "Let me guess, hearsay." Yeah, no, yeah, that's, something oh, like that's that. Hearsay, yeah, right? yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's like objection hearsay. He's like, "Yep, yep." Yeah. <laughs> uh, it's, doing it's a bit of a job joke. for him. Yeah, yeah, it's a bit of a joke. Uh, but back to seminars. So then what about what about if you've decided, okay, I've got the time, I've got the money to do, you know, like one seminar every now and again or like one a year or something like that. Cool, and yeah. How, how do you choose which seminar to go to? Let's say you're in a part of the world, like I don't know, the US, where they're right. kind of well, – that's where a lot of the big – names live and mm. seminars all over the place and whatever. How do you choose which one to go to? Well, I'd say you hedge your bets and you go to a seminar of someone who is more likely to teach something you're interested in, you know? So if mm-hmm. for myself, if I were going, let's say there's two seminars on at the same day, same time, same price and everything. And one's with, Nicholas Merigali and one's with Mikey Musumeshi. Right. I'm going to go to the Merigali one because yeah, it's way more applicable to m- my, size, my yeah. style of jujitsu. Yeah. And, you know, I'm not saying Mikey wouldn't be worth my time, but, you know, so pick the one that unless you're picking who, where you want to go just because you're a fanboy and you're like, oh. That's okay too. I, like, I still don't know how to invert, but Mikey, I love pasta too. <laughs> 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 and and you go to his seminar, you know, pick the one, you know, and maybe he's pasta making seminar. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you go to. Well, actually, that reminds me of another one. So there was another seminar we had at Alliance. That's so funny. You let, it's a good little segue. And I didn't go to this seminar. I think it was. I think this one wasn't free, and I was like, I think I was already kind of of a frame of mind where I thought, mm, nah, man, it's going to be shit. And it was with, um, Horry and Gracie, okay. right. Who is the, the Gracie university guys, Hannah and Huron, his dad, their, their dad. Right? right. And I met him actually prior to the seminar, just in the gym. Like I'd finished a class and he was walking in, man, super nice guy came up to me, introduced himself, like, Super humble, like introduced himself as if I didn't know who he was, which I mean, I guess shows that. He's like, oh, hi, I'm Horian, how are you? And I was like, yeah, bro, I know who the you fucking are. <laughs> but anyway, he was really nice. It's like Joe Rogan walking in and saying, oh, hi, my name's Joe Rogan. <laughs> oh, uh, say, Joe, what'd you say your name was? Joe? Tom? Joe, Jimmy? <laughs> Jimmy, Jimmy. Hogan, Mr. Hogan. Jim, 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 <laughs> <laughs> uh, but anyway, he was really nice. And then some of my friends at the gym who went to the seminar afterwards, I was like, oh, how was the seminar? And they were like, essentially they said it was shit. They said he taught like one technique, which was a, a cross collar choke from guard or something, which didn't have any game changing details, but of course was a legitimate details in a cross collar choke. 
They said he taught like one technique and then the whole thing was him just talking about the Gracie diet and his new, oh, and, and his new book no. that was coming out. <laughs> yeah. I've, I've had so many questions on the Gracie diet um, just through like the nutrition videos I put out, the jiu-jitsu nutrition videos on YouTube. And man, I've looked into it. It's, yeah, it's a bit of a cult. It's not really a, a diet. It's like more of a their fucking life vision put in – put on paper. You know what I mean? Yeah, they're, so, they're like fucking approach to life. Yeah. Well, that was pretty much the seminar, him plugging his new book and the Gracie diet. Yeah. Look, there's good, good parts of it, but man, maybe we could talk about that in a different episode. If, yeah, but different yeah. Episode. Anyway, Mikey Ugh. seminar where he makes pasta. Yeah. You know, so if you're going to, if, if let's say there's a, an abundance of seminars for you to choose from, mm. but you only have the finances or the time to do one or two. Yeah. I mean, yeah, obviously go to the one, that you feel is most applicable to you. Or if you are rolling in money, go to one just to be a fanboy if you want or fangirl, you know, but I would think, you know, but in, even in saying that, you know, I, for me, it would depend where I currently am. So today, if there's a Marigali and and Mikey seminar, I'll go to Marigali's. But maybe but that tomorrow. same yeah. <laughs> tomorrow I'll go to Mikey's because I went to Marigali's yesterday. <laughs> <laughs> you know, but at a different point, if you would ask me this question uh, like 18 months ago where I was kind of um, not addicted to, but I've spoken before about how I keep jujitsu fun and mm. I think about it almost like video games. I play one character or one video game for a while and as soon as it's not fun, I play a different one and I'm like that with my jujitsu. I kind of – you know, get addicted and tunnel vision to one particular set of techniques or positions or whatever for a while. And 18 months ago, that happened to be bearing bowlers. Just even though they're not part of my game, I don't You think, wanted to go play Yeah, them, I just yeah. wanted to play with them and yeah. learn more about them. So if you had asked me this question 18 months ago, I would have said Mikey's seminar because okay. that's what I was into at that point in time. You know, so for most people, that's going to change as well. The kind of the last thing that I want to make as a bullet point, I mean, I could talk a lot more about seminars, but as a bullet point is this, I get asked this sometimes from lower belts, you know, particularly white belts, if they should do seminars. And that is, that's more of a, is it worth it? No situation for me, I think, because if you're really new into the sport, a lot of what is often taught at a seminar is way above the level of a white belt. Yeah. For, you know, because you got to think these guys, let's say Gordon Ryan, right? You know, he's having hundreds of other black belts come to his seminar. So if he's just teaching the most basic sort of like, I don't know, half guard sweep or something, a lot of the black belts are going to be, you know, not get a lot out of it. It's not what people are paying to see, you know, like. Totally agree. It's, yeah, it would be, be like anything, you know, paying to do a freaking masterclass with, you know, Gordon Ramsay and he just teaches you, I don't know, how to slice bread. You'd be like, oh, I already knew how to do that because I'm already a chef. I want you to teach me how to make like, you know. you know, There's so, a level of uh, assumed knowledge, man. Yeah, so white belts, you, what you're really going to get out of it is kind of the experience. We had that camp that we keep talking about in Byron. We had a white belt uh, go up to it and he had asked me prior to it, should I go? Am I going to get a lot out of it? And I said to him, I was kind of like, 
man, uh, I don't think you're going to get much out of it. You're still really new. What the guys who were teaching it was Talis and Swartis, Levi, Ari and Hope. They're all kind of bearing bolo-ish sort of guys. And this guy is new, older, you know, heavier guy, can't invert yet. I'm like, you're not going to get a lot out of it. But, you know, if you got the time and the money and he essentially was just said, man, I just need a fucking holiday. And I was like, man, then <laughs> go, cool sand. then, yeah, then yeah, go, yeah. you know, like. Go for it. If, if you've got the time and the money and you're needing a holiday anyway, for sure, go. It's five days, sick. And he went and he actually got injured while he was there <laughs> on like the first day. Uh, but anyway, he had the holiday. But yeah, you know, so if you're relatively new, I don't think you're going to get a lot out of a seminar. And it's kind of the same as with privates. You know, when I get brand new people wanting to do privates with me, I say, look, yeah, cool, but I'm going to charge you more than that dude over there. And we're both going to show you the same thing. You know, we're both going to teach you what a hip escape, like I mean, brand new is in sometimes people want to start jujitsu, but with some privates first. Yeah. So I mean, brand new is in, they don't know what a hip escape is, let alone how to do it. I'm like, man, me and that purple belt are going to be teaching you the same thing. Yeah. You know, the only difference is I'm going to charge you more. Yep. You know, so it's kind of like that, depending on how new you are, you know, the, the closer to the I'm brand new line you are, the less worth it seminars are. You know, so that I don't want to say sense. they're not worth it for white belts because everyone's different. But I mean, if you're towards that, I'm very new and I don't know what the fuck jujitsu is. Don't waste your time and money with the seminar. Already the stuff you're learning in class is probably going to go over your head. Mm. You don't need, you know, someone explaining stuff in a much higher detail. Yeah. And just for you to get more confused. But yeah, obviously there's some white belts who could be brand new, but came from wrestling and super switched on. And yeah, go to a seminar. Everyone's different, but as a sort of sweeping statement. That makes perfect sense. Yeah. So here's one for you. You have unlimited budget within reason, right? So money's not an issue. Time's not an issue. You know, everything's sorted. You got green light from your wife. You're good to go. One seminar can be a one-off. It can be a camp. Who is... Who, who, what athlete out there would you want to go to this seminar unrestricted? You can choose one. Hmm. Whose seminar are you going to? Let me think. Let me think. It's a good question. I have two that are coming up. Shut up. It's not your turn. But I'm just I'm <laughs> prompting um, you along, man. If I, can- uh, if I hadn't already done his seminar, I would say Marcelo Garcia. But you've already uh, done it, mate. Yeah, because there's just something something special about him. But I've already done his seminar. So, you know, the only thing that is stopping me from saying Gordon Ryan. <laughs> I knew it. <laughs> I can see it in your face. Actually, there's two things stopping me from saying Gordon Ryan. One is that he's a dickhead. Just, well, he's I don't know him personally. I've never met him. Sorry. So- Scratch that. His but his persona. online persona yeah. is a prick and a troll. And yeah. we've spoken about trash talking before. I hate it. Don't have a lot of patience for it. Mm. So at least my only interaction with him is his online, him online. Mm. And I don't care for him. Uh, but yeah, also even watching his instructionals, it's like if you had a, uh, uh, if you were to rank them in terms of 
how painful it is to listen to them to teach technique. It's definitely Danaher at the top. And then I'm not saying Gordon Ryan is like right underneath Danaher, but he's like kind of on that same scale. And then you've got who I think is the best DDS instructor in Gary Tonin. I love the way Gary Tonin explains shit. But yeah, Gordon Ryan's a bit too like Danaher-ish mm. for me in the way he explains shit, at least in his instructionals. Yeah, that Like sense. I said, I've never met him, never done one of his classes. And I've often said, I've said heaps of times, I would actually really like to do a regular standard class of Danaher's and surely he's a bit more concise in a regular class. That's what I've class. heard. And I've heard that about his seminars as well. They're not like the instructionals. With the instructionals, he's got like the camera, he's got plenty of so time, he, he eight hours long. every single detail. Yeah, he, yeah, he goes through it, goes through it. But when it's like condensed into a two-hour seminar, he's he's very a succinct. More, yeah. yeah, that's so, what I've heard. Yeah, so I would like to – so with that in mind, maybe, maybe Gordon, but no, I'm not going to say Gordon. Um, I'm going to say – you go first. I'm still. Thinking. Oh man, come on! <laughs> like, the audience is fucking like, come on, Adam. I, I don't know. Jesus man. Christ! I was not prepared for this. I know. Question. I know. Are you okay, I got me on mine. The spot? I'll, while you think, I'll give you mine. So mine is definitely. Uh, I got one for gi and one for no gi. Uh, for no gi, it's definitely Danaher or Gordon Ryan, like or maybe together. They do a lot of seminars together sometimes, so it's it's one of them. Uh, a very close second in that field would be Craig Jones. Um, yeah, actually, close. that was who was on my list. You know, I was kind of only, I don't know, I had kind of taken the question to that thought of when someone goes, if you could have dinner with anyone, who mm. would it be? You kind of instantly try to think of someone who is like, it's fictional. It's That's not yeah. even in the realm of possibility. So I, I was kind of going there with the question, like Craig, I could, not easily because he now lives in the US. He's coming but, to Australia. He's doing seminars and I've already agreed with Anthony that wherever it is, we're going. <laughs> so I'm going. Yeah, like, I mean, so Craig, I don't know him that well, but I mean, we've trained together a little bit as Purple Belts and I've mm -hmm. met him a couple of times and, you know, yeah, he's now based in the US, but it's not like it's not unfathomable that I mm -hmm. could get in touch with him and do a seminar with him. But I would like to, you know, he's very different person to when mm. we were both purple belts to who he is today. Yeah. And even when we last trained, when he was recently a black belt, still a def different per He hadn't had his ADCC breakout yet. So, you know, uh, he's similar-ish body type to me. He's not as big as me, but he's still quite long for his weight, I guess. And, you know, he's really good at Z-Guard. I really like Z-Guard. So I'd like to I'd like to learn firsthand some stuff from Craig and also just get to, you know, to catch up with him again. So he yeah. was kind of there. But, yeah, I'm still – would that be my – I only ever get to do one? Fuck, mm. I don't know. Yeah, so – I mean, Anyway, go on. Yeah, Craig, definitely, definitely very, very close second. But it, like you said, it's more feasible because I'm actually planning to go to a seminar. So – if I, if, you know, in, in the guise of the question, like, oh, if you had one, you can go anywhere. I'd, I'd go with Danaher because I'm already going to go to Craig's, if that yeah, makes sense. Yeah. Um, and and for then Guy. for Guy, Andre Galvao. Yeah, I thought about him too, you know. Honestly, like, like I actually I'm, really like the way he teaches. You turned you turn me on to um, Andre, like. The Atos hey, YouTube? Yeah, Atos, Atos YouTube, YouTube channel. Very good. You turned me on to him to have a look at his double unders ages ago. When you put me down this path of like pressure passing, you, we started with double unders, if you remember, and then we went over under. Like it was like a progression, right? And you pointed me toward Andre Galvao to learn double unders. And from there, I was watching his instructional on BJJ Fanatics and I've seen a bunch of other, all, all of his content since then, like a lot of it. And his teaching style is so, it's brilliant. Yeah. I, I, think I don't know where he got it from, but- 
It's brilliant. Like the way he teaches, it's so easy to learn from him. It's not super complicated, but he he gets enough detail to you. He repeats himself a lot. He shows the technique multiple different times, multiple different angles. He gives you just enough information. So you're a little bit like out of your depth, if you will. So you're it's forcing you to learn. I love it. Yeah, he teaches really well. Yeah. Um, yeah, so I th- I thought of him too. And I like his style. Yeah. That yeah. Uh but yeah, I don't know. I can't come to a I can't come to a conclusive decision. Uh, give us give us like your top three then. I know, yeah, like for sure. I'd you know, I'd like to train again with Craig. I'd okay. like to do one with Galval. That's two. Um, so you t- stole two of mine, got it? Uh, <laughs> and no, I'd like to – God, I haven't trained with Merigali since he was a purple belt as well. Oh, that would so be fucking I'd, awesome. I'd love to do – I like his style as well. Yeah, I'd, li- I'd love to do some more of his shit with him. Yeah. And then, you know, as well, like – So many I know I trained a lot ones, of you know? these people. Like, you know, as I've mentioned Mikey as well. I'd love yeah. to do a seminar with Mikey to yeah. get more bolo details. But it's also like, fuck, I used to train with Levi all the time. I could just train with him again and yeah. get more bolo. Like, so I don't know. Man, I could make a list of like 10 athletes that I'd love to do a seminar with, you know what I mean? And you've mentioned half of them already. Even um, Isaac Bahens. Isaac Bahens, yeah. Like, man, I love his style. I mean, I don't know a lot about him. I've just seen, like, I haven't seen any, instru- I don't even know if he has instructionals. I haven't seen any from him, but I've I watched him in competition a lot. Uh, all his competition footage, man, I've seen Dude's most of his fights, at least pretty much all of his semifinals and finals for the last like fucking five, six years. Um, so- Absolute weapon of an athlete, very similar to me in terms of like size. What about Bernardo? Would you do a seminar with he Bernardo? Was next. Yeah, Bernardo, because I've been uh, I've been learning a lot from his instructionals about over under. So with my current game, Bernardo would have been like very close second in the gi from after Andre Gaval. Um, but I'm a little bit of a fanboy of Andre Gaval. I don't know why. But <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but I, I just, probably all, know. probably all the assay. Yeah, all that Jesus and the fucking <laughs> weights and plates, baby. But uh, yeah, I, I really like Andre. Like, I don't buy into all that bullshit with him and Gordon. Like, whatever, I don't care. But I mean, historically, if you look at him on paper, like his career has been amazing. So you know, I, I respect him a lot. Um, and yeah, definitely Bernardo as well. He's he's up there. Uh, and I think getting back to what you were saying about how it's not out of the realm of possibility because you know Bernardo so well, it's like there's like a little voice in the back of my mind. Like if I really wanted to make it happen, I could get a connection through yourself. You know, yeah. I could actually, you know, we could talk to him. And and so it's kind of like what is what is more out, out of field? But definitely, man, if, if Bernardo was having a seminar within like the Asian Pacific sphere, I would 100% go to it. Even yeah, if it's like in it. Thailand or something, 100%. If you pay for his flights, I'll bring him here. <laughs> Fuck, we can do that. We can do a fundraiser, bro. Like yeah. that's not that's not out of the realm of possibility. Let's get a GoFundMe going. Yeah, bro. Yeah, beyond jujitsu, GoFundMe. Get Bernardo to teach Kieran jujitsu. <laughs> yeah, he, Bernardo gets. He's like, where is everyone? It's just you. <laughs> oh, All right, guys. Well, uh, hopefully that helps you make an educated decision on your seminar investment. Don't forget, two of the best analogies you've ever heard. Oh, yeah. Stock market and concerts together. <laughs> Perfect seminar analogy. Um, yes, thank you for listening. If you want to support the show further, you know where to go. We have our Patreon on Instagram at beyondjujitsu underscore podcast. And I think that's all. We're that's taking the- questions for episode 90. In what format? Audio. Audio questions, guys. Audio questions. There's a link in the link tree that is 
in our Instagram bio. Send in the audio questions. That will be coming up episode 90, the next edition of Ask a Black Belt. And a quick shout out to our latest Patreon. Thank you so much to William for becoming a Patreon. My man, William. You're a legend. Thank you. And until next time, guys. Later. 